0: That we are not alone.
1: Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your host, Keith, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In
0: 1897, We're going to discover something allegedly UFO crashes hunters, in Texas six four years before four the
1: invention of, of the airplane. The first contact, season Someone two, episode four.
0: Is found in the wreckage. Without further ado, here it is. Who or what is buried in an unmarked grave? So the stone would have been, you know, somewhere in this area. Crash debris is sealed in a well and remains off-limits. something
1: well, moving well, down there Well, was now. Supposedly, I'm not sure if the what it is
0: buried. This is case number 1897-201. Aurora, Texas. Aurora, Texas. First contact.
1: Yeah, i not the only really one. <laughs> Maple 1897, the people. Huh?
0: On April seventeenth, eighteen ninety-seven, the people of Aurora, Texas, look skyward to something they've never seen before—a
1: cigar-shaped, a
0: flying machine. At six a.m., citizens report seeing a cigar-shaped craft traveling due north over the town. Tell me Aurora, what you Texas. Know about
2: this case. This is an incredibly
1: historical, this is UFO... The mysterious
2: case, one of the strangest cases in all ufology, because this case happened before there was ufology, nobody really knows what happened.
0: According to witnesses, the craft appears to be in trouble. It slams into a windmill on a high block. The collision and resulting explosion rains flaming debris over acres of land. It must be crashing.
1: At the
0: site,
1: curious onlookers discover
0: debris that resembles a mixture of aluminum and silver, and in the twisted wreckage, a grisly find. A diminutive and unearthly body. A local military man claims the dead pilot is a Martian. Newspaperman S.E. Hayden reports the story in the Dallas Morning News. His column includes the town people's plan to bury
3: they believe is an alien pilot in the local cemetery where allegedly an alien was buried back in 1897 a lot of people say that there's a grave there uh, and on the other side we have a lot of witnesses who say there isn't so there's, there's a certain amount of confusion or disagreement
0: shockingly this isn't an isolated demolished event. As the newspapers of the, the country run similar stories broke of up strange airships being sighted from California to the East Coast, Sacramento, this California
1: before, uh,
0: Tacoma, Washington, Roswell, Hastings, Nebraska, Chicago, Illinois, Springfield, Missouri,
1: 1947,
0: Decatur, Michigan, Waterloo, Iowa. Hundreds of sightings were claimed throughout multiple states, with 108 reported in Texas alone. Six years before the invention of the airplane, Americans are seeing something in their
1: Never skies. Never did before. Well, this case has been open for over a hundred years. I mean it's obviously years, it's, it's difficult for the right to solve. Right I'm trying to figure out what's the holdup.
2: Well, we're standing at the holdup, this <coughs> is it. Maybe a little longer. <coughs> Every single investigation has stopped right here, right at this
0: very spot. <laughs> According to law. Excuse Roland. me. The crash debris is cleared from the land, but a small portion is dumped in this abandoned well. Nearly 50 years later, people who drink from the well are stricken with a strange illness, as seen in this picture, one that misshapes and alters their bodies. In the 1950s, 1950s the well is
1: sealed.
0: For years, every attempt to open it is turned down by the property owners, until now than three miles from the well is the Aurora cemetery. According to local legend and referenced in Hayden's 1897 newspaper article, somewhere amongst these graves may lie the unmarked plot of the reported alien
3: pilot. Number one, I need to get into that graveyard and see if I could locate this mysterious grave site. They have Number Lockdown two, I need to get what? evidence from down <laughs> the side of the well. And Analyze soil samples and water samples. Sorry, to See if John, there's anything I mean, unusual John, down
1: there Yes, I, I got a cold
0: In a search for answers Pat Buskirk will investigate the mysterious well There's really only going one way down in the so well. to get to the bottom of this well, and that's to get down in there Bill a will stay top guy, site to do. collaborate with local historians
2: and investigate the crash site were there any hot spots of anything that might have crashed here, anything anomalous.
0: Dr. Ted Ackworth will move to the cemetery to try and locate the actual grave and investigate the truth behind the legendary buried alien by using ground-penetrating radar. We're trying to establish the any X
1: marks the, the spot
0: for where a legendary uh, alien was buried. Before uncapping the well, Pat meets with the current property owner, Tim Oates. Numerous UFO researchers have attempted to validate the Aurora crash, but the Oates family has been reluctant to damage the well UFO hunters will be the first to go inside.
1: They must have paid a heavy price to You know this is a major part of UFO that. history
4: that you have here in your backyard. Yes. Can you tell me uh, uh, when exactly this
5: thing was capped? Yes, it shows right here in 1957, so it's been sealed. We know for a fact
4: Ever that this since has the, been sealed for over the, 50 years. The, the, and if we
1: uncapped that, the first people to go in. 1950s? Yeah. I don't believe any
6: part of this story. It was just a good story. Like, kind of kinda like, maybe, a little house on the prairie.
0: <laughs> Today, some people believe the oral history something is Something went on there. Put forward by a newspaper man trying to put his tongue a on the big map. Deal out of it now. Debunkers claim there has never been...
6: The Great Escape. Your place to stay, play, and break away. Saying. Here, unforgettable weekends are an incredible rush. A little rest and relaxation. That's Senegal, why it's 40 Nothing else comes close.
1: Sorry about that.
6: in those days mm. that
0: caesar augustus issued a decree that there should be a census of the entire any physical evidence of a crash that the windmill the ship crashed into never existed and the alien burial site is nothing more than rural legend somewhere james mars a local ufo researcher and historian has been investigating this case since the early
6: 1970s When I first went out there, nobody wanted to talk about anything. They said nothing happened. All the naysayers were saying, it never happened. But because the town was dying,
2: they needed something to come up with a story to make this town a tourist trap. And that's why
0: Hayden wrote the article in the first place. But there may be more to this story. Proof of a lineage that stretches into the modern age.
1: Yeah, you don't know that.
0: May 25th. 1995 an america west 757 encounters a similar cigar shaped object with lights down the side flying over the panhandle of texas roswell this is the actual air traffic control recording of america west flight 564 from that night
5: the guy at 39,000 says he sees something at 30,000 The length is unbelievable and has a strobe on it. Uh-huh. This is not good. Wait, what does that mean? I don't know. It's a UFO. It's that Roswell crap again.
0: May 13th, 1981. Seven witnesses report seeing a cigar-shaped ship with portholes over it's northern Texas. Like a
1: cigar Texas. ship that crashed in Texas years of the witnesses reported
0: ago. the craft to have green and yellow pulsating lights. Another took time to sketch what he claimed to see. And of course, the April 17, 1897 Aurora sighting. We want to put the 1897
2: Aurora airship story into the context of all the historical airship activity in this area in the late 19th century.
0: The first full-sized man-made airship is credited to Henri Guissard. A French engineer built a 144 foot cigar shaped steam powered model in 1852.
1: Anywhere near Texas? ships
0: looked like flying saucers. They had wings. They were flying cylinders. But to travel the length of the country would have been impossible for one of these early steam powered craft. Were the people in America seeing an advanced prototype, or was it something completely otherworldly?
1: Uh, not net error.
0: <laughs> Another key angle to the Aurora
6: the story is the legend of the alien buried in the local graveyard. Back in 73, it was obvious that there was some sort of grave there, and at that time the little headstone was still in existence, and it was very unusual. And you just saw the it it Yes, it was probably sandstone, and it was only about that high, mm-hmm. and it had a V etched into it with little circles. One side Who was world would put abruptly that? broken off, and I think there had been another portion to it. And if you extrapolate this side over to this side, you got a saucer object oh. with little portholes. So okay. it's okay. Okay. From, someone building it definitely them there. Why don't they exhum okay. the grave? A very common practice. And then we'd know for sure what was going on. Well, a series of events happened. They didn't want anybody opening graves. They put a police guard up, yada, yada. Couple of weeks went by. The excitement died down. The very night that they pulled the police guard, the little headstone went missing and has not been seen since. Someone made Dr. that. Dr. Ted Ackworth
0: and Garth Baldwin. No finding the reported gravesite is the first step in unraveling the Aurora mystery.
3: Well, these all look like newer gravestones. We need to find the the oldest part of the graveyard.
7: Okay, well, they put they're built in sections, so we probably got to go over there to the other side of the hill. Yep. Those look older. Look at this one. Check out. 1891. The... We're we're getting there. Yeah. That's uh, that's about right. This is definitely the right area of the graveyard. We're aren't? Checking we set
3: it up, out. Uh, the laptop over here, and see if we can match any pictures.
0: I An on that is made to locate the missing grave using historic photos. 1732. One of the images was taken in the early 1970s and shows the actual headstone. The other is from a film shot in the early 1990s of an eyewitness kneeling where the marker once stood.
3: We have uh, features in our photographs that should be able to establish some basic reference points, and from there we can triangulate uh, the the position. Do you think that's the gravestone next to it?
7: That's the Bledsoe uh, marker. This part of the cemetery fits really well with the story about the pilot being buried in about 1897. There's grave markers in and around us that are 1897, but there's no grave markers within about 15 or 20 feet of the location where supposedly the pilot was buried. So we have wow. a big blank spot, but all around it are markers that are dated at 1897, 1885, 1894. So it all relatively fits Late 1800s. this 1800s. Ted and
0: Garth scrutinized the photographs. Then. Success, they think they
3: found the exact position where they were taken Let's get out the markers in the line and see if we can establish one of the, the vectors out of these frames, okay? Let's start with that the plaque as our first reference point if you can walk out mark tag that and start the line
0: 1890
3: On the ground.
0: 1990. Ted and Garth turned to They're another photograph to get a
3: slightly The
0: uh, exact location
3: the of the buried uh,
0: pilot underneath.
1: of the UFO.
3: So we're definitely behind this back here. See, from here, we're now looking underneath this limb. I think this is about it here. That's our spot right there. Let's take a look here. All right,
0: we're ready for the GPR. With the location Ted will with 21st-century radar that may reveal proof of a 19th-century alien contact.
1: I understand, we just, like, it. April 17th, 1897.
0: People in the small town of Aurora, Texas, find themselves involved in one of America's first reported UFO cases. According to local reporter S.E. Hayden, a cigar shaped airship struck a windmill and burst into flames, scattering debris over acres. Bill Burns brings archaeologist Garth Baldwin to the alleged crash site. Current property owner Tim Oates meets the investigators with something strange found by his son.
5: Well, I brought out some metal that my son Dylan found melted on the rocks under the dirt. Tell me, where did he, exactly did he find it? Right here. here. Why here? story was that hit a windmill, mm-hmm. come down and packed to the ground, sprayed up and hit that tree right here in the background. Is that because like one side of it looks dead, like those branches are dead over there? And discolored?
1: Could be.
2: Tim handed over to us some pieces of metal that his son Dylan found, and found melted in the very area. That Tim said he had heard when he was a child was the place where the object
7: hit. It's definitely molten. It's been melted. It uh, looks a bit like aluminum. Surprisingly, S- take S- it, a- it to is a lab State and,
5: an and have it analyzed. the crash in
0: 1897. Claims the airship was built of an unknown metal, resembling a mixture of silver and aluminum.
7: It's Kind of heavy. It's a bit heavy for aluminum. Aluminum, you think, is a little lighter, and mm-hmm. especially when it's that thin and small. According to the legend, this is where the crash site is. The artifacts that the are here represent the time dead. when that was to take place, Heavier, up dead. to the modern period. So, if if For the those artifacts exist out here, this is where they should be. Well, the metal detector should help us find any metal from the windmill or or any of the historic activities that were out here, and maybe identify some uh, some of the stuff that's in the ground. There's a big one. If we uh, dig some shovel probes, we'll identify some locations. We'll dig some shovel probes. We'll screen the dirt see what we come out with
0: according to the 1897 newspaper article the craft quote collided with the tower of judge proctor's windmill in fact local records prove that a judge j s proctor did own the property
7: there's quite a bit of stuff mm. there's a bunch of lots and lots of, and lots of gotta, land get, out there uh, in texas uh, get a scan of the area we can uh, start digging some holes grab a shovel and screen
0: That's metal detectors. Documents from the era show little detail, and no structures appear to be built on Judge Proctor's land. Any indication of a windmill is conspicuously absent. Many skeptics point to the non existent windmill, a key element to the crash story, as proof of a hoax.
7: Square nail that comes. Before the turn of the last century, so before the turn of the 1900s. So, if we're finding nails from the 1890s, it means that something that hit this place something in
2: 1897. Hit the, the, how so close is there. that to the well?
0: According to local legend, Judge Proctor eventually cleared his land of crash debris. No records indicate where the majority of the debris was taken, but a portion was reportedly dumped into the abandoned well. Despite their best efforts, everything Bill and Garth find can be explained. With nothing found on the surface, the focus must now turn to the well. Tim joins Pat to begin breaking
5: ground. Well, it's been a family mystery and town mystery here in Aurora. Now it's time to get to the bottom of it. Get to the bottom, we might as well keep digging that. Keep digging.
0: But with the first shovels full of earth, Pat and Tim uncover a clue.
2: One of the major debunker arguments is that an airship couldn't have gone into Judge Proctor's windmill, because there never was a windmill. Looks like I got something here. where was it? Me too.
1: It didn't. It said it hit a windmill.
5: Why would they put these things here for a well? Those are for windmill stand. This would be connected to a windmill. Yes. Or it may have been at one time. The windmill over the top of the well.
0: Even modern windmills like the one seen here use metal stands to support and anchor the structure to the ground.
4: Your family's been on this land since, what, 1935?
5: Yes. Uh, do you guys remember anything about a windmill? i never seen the windmill. My family never talked about seeing the windmill here. So your family never knew the windmill? No, only the well. That's proof that there was a windmill here. You got four windmill stops sticking up to hold the legs on the tower
0: as Pat continues to uncover more clues Ted hopes to move the investigation forward by examining the strange metal found at the site
3: just upon initial uh, look on it to me it's a uh, it's a shiny metallic kind of material uh, it's very amorphous so it looks like perhaps it had melted at one point and then uh, hardened uh, and it looks like it's got a lot of contaminants on the surface and it's been, could be have been sitting outdoors for a long time. Ted
0: takes the middle yeah, to David they, Dirks uh, in the electron, electron Microscope Lab Martin at
3: the University Scope. of North
0: Texas for analysis.
3: I got the sample. Okay. Uh, the first thing I want to do is put it under very high magnification and maybe find out what it's made of.
0: Electron uh, uh, Microscope. For Ted, That's the most critical step uh-huh. is identifying the individual elements that make up the sample. Is it iron, zinc, or something completely unknown? The instrument will bombard the sample with X rays. The elements will emit radiation, individual thumbprints that will it's show up data. on the graph.
3: Right away, we could tell this was aluminum. Uh, that's the highest peak, it's the primary component of, of the sample. Uh, that's open and shut case. We've got aluminum here.
0: The additional bars on the graph represent additional trace elements in the sample. Aluminum
1: earth.
3: But the That's test uh, reveals something unexpected. So what's that one, that larger peak? maybe we discovered a brand new element? Could it be contaminants on the surface? Like, say we had a piece of aluminum that was heated, cooled, and left out for 100 years. Could we have uh, picked up contaminants from the soil? Even if we did, it should correspond to some element that we could match here. So we're getting a, a peak, and we can't identify what it is. Not for sure.
0: That's interesting. An unknown element would lend credence to the theory that the sample is extraterrestrial.
3: We've got an element there, but we don't know what it is. Uh, we have to do some further analysis. With one mystery Meanwhile,
0: deepening, well is about I guess to be uncovered. Pat has called uncovered on well digger Jerry Browning to remove the historic well house, but what will they find underneath? If the well really is over 100 years old, it may have collapsed. Or Pat may prove the skeptics right if he uncovers a well dug after the 1897 crash.
5: Jerry, what's the next move? We can't take it out with both trucks, so we're gonna have to slide in here with the forks and see if we can help it pick it up. Let's get to it.
1: Let's get to it. We're helping out. We're gonna lift the well house off of it intact. The challenge right now isn't
4: lifting it, it's actually shifting it to the side, away from the well. That's what they're going to do. This thing is more beast than they thought. It's much heavier than they anticipated.
0: Finally, the well is revealed and appears to be in good condition. And at the bottom, somewhere in the darkness, could lie the answer to one of the oldest UFO mysteries on the books.
1: And try and find materials just well, we a, lot of, a lot of other layer.
0: things. It's almost too perfect. So Garth,
2: looking at this, one of the big stories of the debunkers, they say this well wasn't even around,
7: couldn't have been built as early as the 1897, what do you think? It, it looks I pretty consistent to me. The limestone has got tool marks on it from a pick, so it wasn't ground down, it wasn't drilled. The bricks are handmade and they're they're not wire cut. They're not made in forms either. They actually look like they're hand formed. Um, and the mortar itself uh, looks it looks pretty consistent for, for that age, I mean why not? It's certainly, you know, without any sort of real carbon dates. It's got absolutely know what's up. you know within the, the technological advancement
0: of the time. Garth concludes the well is of the proper time period. But then notices something more shocking.
7: Something moving down there. No kidding. Oh, man. Is that what I think it is?
0: What
1: is that? Is that where he thinks it is?
0: The reported 1897 airship crash in Aurora, Texas is one of the oldest and population best known UFO
1: 376 cases. people. UFO wow, hunters are small. Now on
0: the ground investigating key aspects of the story. The graveyard, the crash site, and the recently unsealed well.
7: There's something moving down there. No kidding. Oh man, is that what it it I think of it is? Could be a
1: snake or something.
5: It's a snake rattles. You're kidding. Snakes are around here. It could be a water musk. Water, water moccasin. moccasin has, yeah, it could be. Pretty poisonous, right? Yes. It yeah.
1: So it's enough to it make you die. You do. Oh, very that
0: sick. Ratp figures out how to handle the snake. Bill and Garth meet with an Aurora airship mystery expert at the reported crash site. My name
7: is Ken Cherry. I'm Texas State Director for MUFON, Mutual UFO Network. MUFON began to investigate the crash Mofon,
0: site in never the heard early of 1970s. In De- Texas. Their team found unexplained traces of metal that appeared to have been
5: melted. 1973, our studies indicated that there was a dispersal pattern of metals from a central point...
2: Uh, all around this area, and including a metal uh, signal that we had from this tree which was determined to be over a hundred years old. If Garth here, who brought a metal detector, ran it over the tree, that something might still be there?
1: It's very possible.
0: Metal. As with the crash site before, metal is again found where none should exist.
6: Oh my,
2: holy mackerel. So obviously guys, we're not going to chop down a 200 year old live oak to see if there's any faint piece of molten metal in a tree, we got the hit. So, the reports were consistent, we may not know what it is, but we know something's there.
0: Metal embedded in a tree. ...oddly shaped metal ingots melted to the rocks. Bill and Garth continue to find tantalizing clues. But is it debris from a downed UFO?
1: That's what's unbelievable. Could it be a Pat's UFO? Trip to the
0: bottom of the well could very well provide the corroborating evidence necessary.
1: They're not saying it's fake, so...
4: There's been a lot of controversy around this case. We're trying to prove amount, it
1: with the facts we've
4: said that this is all just a folklore. We found out that there was an actual windmill because we found the structures for the windmill, and of course, we're very happy to find a beautiful 40-foot well. Folklore has given way to the fact. There was a windmill, and there is a well, and there may very well be debris at the bottom of this well.
0: See what they see what they. But the well appears to be full of dangers. One writhes in the water below, while another has yet to be confirmed.
2: The stories are that this water in here was contaminated. That Brawley Oates,
1: Radi- the
0: grandfather radiation the table got sick
2: from the water in this well. And in fact, there are even photos that exist, and we have them, of your grandfather having skin eruptions on his hands from, from the water in this well, and that's why he uh, closed it up. So it might be contaminated down there? Well, that's what one of the legends
0: about this well said. An environmental safety. safety expert is called
6: in. Jim Chappelle from TAS Environmental Service. We're going to be doing standby rescue to lower you down into the hole okay. and just monitor the atmosphere, make sure you're safe and uh, pull you back out. Because
0: of the risk of potential contamination from the water and soil, Pat is taking no chances. So this is the decontamination
6: suit? Well, this is actually a chemical protective suit. Since we haven't had the water tested yet, we don't know what potential dangers are down there. So we'll have you wear this suit acid. to you from chemical okay. hazards.
1: Could have something on the... a little on the, the snug side. The skin. ...but I, I suppose they'll do.
4: Okay, Jim, what's next? Primary and secondary gloves. Stand up, yeah, put what?
6: your arms in. Brady, we can grab a harness. Oh yeah, nice and cool in here. Stretch your arm out all the way.
1: Get some cool after right in being okay. in an enclosed well. Do
0: I have a cool bill? With the suit and harness in place, Jim straps a
6: respirator on Pat. I'm going to cover up the, the cartridges, okay. and you take a breath, and you should pull the mask tight around your face. Okay. There you go. Yeah,
0: like okay. a champ. Pat clips onto the winch and begins his descent. Wow. His first task is to remove
1: looks the snake like, from the well. looks like a uh, astronaut.
0: Sit down on the edge of the hole. Check your air monitor. Okay. Air monitor
2: is good. Let us know what you see, Pat, as you go down there. Yeah. I have to say, this is a first for me. How are you doing with the snake, Pat? Give me a second here. Grab ah. him from behind his head. Got
5: it. Coming up! Coming up! Coming up!
6: Hang on to him. you got him. Okay Can <laughs> you okay, Put your leg out. Okay. Come to me, come to me, come to okay. me.
3: Okay, you're clear. You can walk away. Okay. Well, oh, back. All right, show the, the guy what is it
4: so Who's our snake expert here? It's
0: a, rat's yeah, it's a rat's right. Right. Okay. Rattling, Rattlesnake. With the snake out of the well, Pat begins another descent.
1: This time, he's looking for the answer to the Aurora airship mystery. Debris at the bottom of the well.
0: Ted, and archaeologist, Garth Baldwin. Going back turn to, to the, the cemetery, with they're to figure equipment. out
1: where the uh, alien.
0: With no was. permission from the town of Aurora to dig in the graveyard. Ted looks to a less invasive procedure to see beneath the Earth. Ground-penetrating radar experts... Look, no, those hollow and holes look like it, ...arrive it. to help peer beneath the soil.
1: Obviously they didn't see nothing yet.
0: So here's the X marks the spot. You know,
4: what I would suggest is, is that we, you know, just scan the, the larger area, establish what's normal here, and then once we establish that, then we can start looking for the uh, abnormalities or the
0: anomalies underground ground-penetrating radar emits electromagnetic pulses into the earth. If a pulse strikes an object, it bounces back to the machine's receiver,
3: creating an image on the display. We'll be the first people to use GPR to study what's under the ground, uh, below the X marks the spot. Um, Hopefully, uh, we'll find some features under the ground that look interesting or unusual.
2: Real consistent cross into
3: here. See so there's something out in here. It's very interesting. We'll see the change from the graves. Radar
1: and to see a, a body or something so down
3: of the people who are buried there.
1: Down where if they we triangulated uh,
3: the uh basically a a
1: signature is a name
3: or even the bone structure. We'll know that something's very odd there. Are the
0: answers to the Aurora case of eighteen ninety-seven hidden six feet deep in a local graveyard? or in the 40-foot depths of this 100-year-old well. I hear
2: something down there.
0: In April of 1897, a strange cigar-shaped airship allegedly exploded in the skies over Aurora, Texas. Ted's original analysis of the metal from the crash site revealed an unknown element. He takes the sample to Dr. Tom Gray, to run more advanced tests in the University of North Texas's particle accelerator.
5: And particle accelerator. We will the sample with a beam of protons, actually. Mm-hmm. Protons, neutrons. And it will cause the atoms in the sample to radiate mm. characteristic energies. Is there, any, is there any
3: chance there are elements in there that we haven't seen before? Uh, that would be exciting, indeed. It looks like he's been the around a while should be doing able this. So
0: to the to identify
1: all the
3: trace
0: it. elements within the sample.
3: And we can, we can take the results in the test, take the raw data, and compare that to a library of over 60,000 uh, known uh, formulations, right, of matter, and, and see if it matches up any of those. And if it doesn't, we've got something new. If it does, we know what it was.
5: Okay, well, the target's in position.
0: Protons from the particle accelerator bombard the sample the computer graphs all of the elements present in the metal
3: Tom what are we looking at here this is clearly an aluminum sample so we have aluminum obviously
0: but what about the unknown element found in earlier tests this spectroscopy equipment is far more sophisticated than the first machine and is able to identify every element in the sample
3: clearly The majority of the sample is aluminum. Are you Uh, seeing anything here that is unusual? There seems to be a significant amount of iron in this sample.
0: For Ted and Tom, the high iron content opens another mystery. One that lends credence to the alleged UFO crash.
3: Whenever you buy aluminum uh, for manufacturing purposes, it's always an alloy of aluminum, which means it's aluminum. The element aluminum is the primary component, but there are multiple other elements which make it more manufacturable.
5: I look down through the uh, modern alloys of aluminum, they all contain iron, but it's in small, much smaller amounts than we see in this sample.
0: Could this aluminum be from a craft that crashed in the 1890s? Aluminum processing had a number of breakthroughs in the mid-1880s. Still, by the time of the crash, the metal remained rare and very expensive.
3: While we can't prove that our sample is back in the 1900s, we have a definitive evidence here that it does not match any of the current alloys from today.
0: Back at the well, an attempt is being made to recover samples from 40 feet below the surface. But the weather on this warm summer afternoon has turned. The lowered to the bottom by a winch and cable, has no time to waste.
2: We just had a major lightning strike here, and the wind is whipping everything. Pat's got to get the samples, blow whatever he can Those into that case, can turn and turn into tornadoes. The snap storm of a finger. Is closing in, and we are in for a Texas whopper. <laughs> yeah, look for metal if there's any metal.
6: Okay,
2: right. root, give me some slack. Okay, we're looking at some roots down here. Anything metallic?
0: The storm oh, has complicated out there. the search.
7: You're attached to a metal cable suspended by an aluminum tripod and there's lightning. And you're in the water. Give me a second. I just need to get a good flow. The syrupy mud down here. Load up that cooler with whatever's down at the bottom of that. We'll take a look at it when we get up here.
1: <laughs> get <me laughs> he better hurry here. their butts up. He's on aluminum Tripod, just like the the guy said.
0: So Pat,
4: what did you say? It was dark. I was standing about half a foot of mud. Water was up to here. You could tell from the suit. Uh, I saw a lot of rock. Yeah, a lot of mud. Any metal? Uh, I won't know. We don't know. I took samples, I took soil samples, okay. uh, water samples, we'll have to test that, and we'll have to sift through
0: uh, what we got and see if there's any debris. It's amazing. Despite the danger, Pat has collected several All this samples just from to the the, out out the well.
1: A I've UFO got water samples, uh, soil hit in an 1897 now near now this we well,
4: to Ted and we'll also the
1: the uh, where they buried the pilot to this UFO.
3: I've just had a chance to look at the samples that Pat pulled up from the well. And, it, you know, upon initial inspection, they look like more or less what you'd expect. I was not able to find any pieces of aluminum. Um, you know, there might be some very microscopic scale uh, aluminum down there, but upon uh, just basic visual inspection, there's clearly nothing uh, unusual. What I need to do next is analyze the soil and the sample more closely. Ted's additional so if tests it finds will finds aluminum or some kind the of well is contaminated. Owl. And if so, could it be responsible for Brawley Olsen's strange and disfigured illness?
1: My... Here we are back.
0: The uncapped well, reportedly filled with pieces from a crashed UFO, has yielded several samples of debris, water, and soil. But no pieces of metal are visible in the debris. Water and soil samples may still hold the answer to Brawley Oates' disfiguring ailment. Ted pushes forward with additional tests. Brenda Wiles of Talum Incorporated tests water and soil samples for government agencies and industry.
4: Basically, most of what we found was uh, minerals yep. that would have been found uh, normally in groundwater and soil. The only unusual thing that we found was a rather high level of aluminum. In aluminum, the really? Yes.
3: Everywhere wow, that's, is fine. Aluminum, aluminum, the aluminum. That, uh, there was an awful lot of aluminum Everywhere. that was potentially put down into the well. Is that in, in consistent a particle uh, busted? It's possible a, it could have uh, either been
4: something like that or there tests. could be a lot of
3: aluminum naturally present in it? the
4: minerals right. at the site.
3: It's still strange to me that we keep finding aluminum in this case. It's melted uh, on the ground around the area. That's the alleged crash site. We have high well, concentrations of aluminum down inside the I well. I thought it
1: was an earthly alloy. I you
3: don't add know this way. all together, and to me, it's possibly consistent that there could have been some sort of aluminum manufactured craft that crashed in the area.
0: If there was a crash, why was no debris found in the well? Bill turns to someone who may provide additional information. For the first time, Bill Oates, Brawley Oates' son, agrees to a television interview.
2: Now, the legend goes that because the water was contaminated, your father got lesions on his hands and everything else from contaminated water from some kind of alien metal in that.
5: I don't have anything and I drank some of the same water. Okay. I think it was probably due to uric acid or the gout and rheumatoid arthritis. Bill's
0: interview casts doubt on an extraterrestrial cause to Brawley Oates's sickness. But he also sheds light on why nothing was found at the bottom of the well.
2: Oh, so your father knew there was something in the well that was strange. Now, uh, he didn't actually know if there was anything strange. Yet. He just wanted to clean it out. Oh, I see. So he could, I see. Have, a clear drinking water. So this wasn't in response to any legends or no. stories. This was in response to, I just moved on to the property. You have to 40 feet and to get and water. The well is clean. That's correct. Wow. Let me get some folks down to help clean it out. That's correct. So were you hear that, day? Uh, yes. Do uh, you know how much metal they got
1: out? water. Oh,
2: no. But the fact is, you do remember that there was something in the well some strange
1: metal.
5: They say they took the metal out of there,
1: yes. Who took the metal out of there?
0: So if the water was healthy to drink, why was the well sealed? Our lines just corroded up,
2: and we thought the well was dry, so we drilled a new one. The uh, the cast iron pipe that was in there had corroded? It corroded up, couldn't pull any water through it. Here's the big thing. For all the debunkers out there, even though we've shown the well water wasn't contaminated, even though we've shown the reason that Brawley capped the well was because the pipes had corroded and the well had gone dry. What we really showed was that when Brawley Oats bought the property and moved here, there really minutes, I hope were a carrot objects
1: Finding at the, bottom the pilot, anyway. Well, so
2: yes, there was metal at they ain't the bottom
1: allowed to dig Broly
2: it up. Well,
1: right beneath, Ground penetrating
2: whatever hit that windmill, radar.
1: Exploded. I don't know what it did.
0: With new information on the mysterious well, Ted closes in on the final piece of the Aurora puzzle, the alleged alien grave. With ground penetrating radar, he has the ability to peer below the surface. For the first time since the 1890s, the truth will be known. is something really buried in this unmarked plot. Let's keep an eye on this area here. see anything? So there's
2: something out here.
0: Radar records areas where the soil has been disturbed. Ted marks the hits with orange flags. Now these markers are beginning to take a familiar form.
3: It's amazing, we've got a, a length that's uh, about six feet.
0: The ground penetrating images are conclusive. An outline emerges of a roughly six foot by two and a half foot patch.
1: Where well, there's a the grave, it's consistent with a grave,
0: and look at the orientation. The disturbance Six, seems seven, to line five. up with other graves and markers in the cemetery.
7: It lines up with the, with the ends of the plot. It's in a good line with that, and it's oh. in a perfect line straight all the way through here. So the stone would have
3: been, you know, somewhere in this area, which is which is within a few feet of our estimate. He seemed to have found that there's it. a grave there where where there was a lot of doubt. Uh, of course, now we can't go into the grave. We can't dig it up.
7: Having worked in a few cemeteries, um, it's not unusual to, have, to see an unmarked grave. It's actually expected, but this one's in the center of a location where there isn't where supposed the to be one. Where the hell would you find and with all the, stories the rock that they, around, It is kind of interesting. what would
1: you begin to investigate then?
7: The images also
0: show the grave has collapsed due to the unstable and sandy soil. Something may still be buried in the grave, but it's beyond what the radar can detect.
3: I'm not sure if the mystery will ever be completely solved. Solved, yeah. All we know now is there is a grave where there was a lot of question, uh, and it's consistent with the story, uh, and uh, the dimensions and orientation are consistent with a grave of that era.
1: Very scientific, these guys are. I mean,
4: debunkers have all said that there was nothing to this—crazy or not. That there was no well, that there was no windmill, that there was no uh, body in a graveyard. What we found out is that uh, you can't dismiss a story like this without doing your homework. Exactly.: We reached back a hundred years to identify
2: what that UFO was. We brought it into the present, Actually about and we 120. Found years. a missing
4: person's case from an airship accident. That's what we found. that's my theory. Now, I can't say that these things prove that a crash occurred at Aurora, but they do show that there are hard facts beneath this case, and that will always leave a sort of lingering doubt in my mind about what really happened here.
0: Aurora, Texas. For the first time, new evidence has been recovered in a 110-year-old UFO cold case. 10, history, I'm sorry. Where many assumed a it's host, 20 now. UFO have found startling facts. Still, the Aurora airship mystery remains one of the strangest. An unidentified flying object reportedly seen years before the invention of the airplane.
1: Well, there you have it. The strange, the unusual, support me, and paranormal things, and uh, we. I'm in
4: Amsterdam, which is without a doubt the cannabis capital of the world.
1: Click away. But anyway, was it fact or fake? They did their homework. And it looks like with all the, the materials they had to uh, dig up the grave, dig up the well, and try to find metal they found aluminum on melted on rocks and trees but due to due to different things they couldn't cut a tree, dig a grave and do it well, excuse me. But until we meet again, sleep tight. Think about the UFO.